From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. Dub City. Episode 20. Episode 20, From son. From to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. With Matthew and Hiram. With Matthew and Hiram. From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. Episode 20. Take it away, BBG guy. I'm the BBG. You're the BBG. We're both the BBG. BBG Studios. You're, you're, the, you're the BBG blockbuster guy you're the bbg bald and beautiful guy no beautiful bald guy beautiful bald guy either way it works concise okay Uh, either way gotta be precise with it okay i'm sorry precision beautiful bald guy oh shit i forgot to turn up the ac oh i heard something i was like Uh, but it feels so good I know. I, I see you. You saw me looking around before we started recording. I know. I knew there was something. <laughs> know you know what's something. funny? Uh, I just recently had uh, somebody that I turned on to the podcast <clears throat> ask me where we record the podcast, and I said, "Well, it's in our studio." And uh, they said. How come I never hear like an AC in the background? <laughs> <laughs> I go, because it's all fans, bro. <laughs> we are all fans. Only fans. That's it. Only fans. <laughs> if, if they saw Only how fans. many fans were off of off site from the camera. You're handy fans because it's a, it's a fucking <laughs> swana in here, okay? Holy shit. It's a goddamn swana. <sighs> Yo, like by the end of the pod, like I, I I'm not even... I was gonna say moist, but that's not even true. I'm fucking, I'm fucking choked. I'm dude, soaked, dude. Like on well, this, like, on like this leather my, couch, my balls on, are on this leather couch. I wear jeans every week. You get to wear shorts, and nobody sees you. I see that you're wearing shorts. Nobody sees that, but I see that. I, I have to wear jeans because people can see me. Okay, and by the time I get off of this podcast. <laughs> I have swamp ass, <laughs> like legit Florida swamp ass. Like <laughs> that's a bar right there. That's it. I do the podcast. <laughs> I get swamp ass. That's it. That that is that's a, bar. a bar right there. That is a bar. Spe- speaking, speaking of bars, bars speaking, speaking of, of bars, yo, we was just talking about this. Benny the butcher. Benny the butcher was killing it with. Uh, why don't you go ahead and spit that out? Because that was a was, dope uh, ass fucking line. He said, "I, I got I got two bitches. One my ratchet." One, my wife. One, I cock before I go to bed. The other, I kiss goodnight. What's going on there, man? It's, it's a motherfucking double entendre. That's what's going on, okay? Oh, shit. Because he's like, one, my ratchet, one, my wife. Uh-huh. One, I cock before I go to bed, okay? What does that mean? What What are the dualities it's, of that meaning? It's applicable right either way. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, 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 he hits it? He, like... like he could be, he could be, uh, you know, he could be 
cocking Don's old lady, or it could be cocking the gun. Oh. When I kiss, good night. Either or, you know. You, Same you sleep, thing. You 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 sleep you sleep with that with that shoddy next to the bed. You might kiss a good night. You know, people people sleep with their guns under the pillow, pillows and stuff. Benny the Butcher seems old school to me. It's so a bar. I, Benny the Butcher seems old school to me. So they I don't like, think that like you know, like old school is just a a way of saying cause, cause like cool as fuck. But like you kind of associate that with someone being like lyrical and just going like bar for bar. Over the beat, you know, content. But see, I, I feel like like there's still artists dropping that are dropping like you know they they still drop like boom bap shit, you know. All but right. like, but like for example, I, but, all right, I have I have a question for you. Like, I just feel like straight up saying something is old school is like a bit of a disservice. Okay. I have a question for you. All right. Yeah. In the world of streaming, okay, which is the world that we live in now as far as music is concerned. Right. Right. It's not about album sales anymore. It's about that that stream, that singular title of the stream. Okay. I grew up in a world and I'm... I'm not dissing. I'm just, I'm trying to understand it. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in a world where if you had an album, what you wanted was song one through 12, no skips. Right. The first song sets it off. Like for instance, Dr. Dre is the chronic. There's an intro. It sets it off. It tells you what this album is about to be about. I mean, that's that, that that's what occurs this day to this day. And that's my, like, I don't, as somebody who I only mean, sees I, this, I, the world I, I, I streaming, still, I, still, like, I still listen to albums straight through on streaming. Okay. Like, I was going to say. Do you, they make them that way, though? Yeah. That, that's that's another question that I have is, is, do they still make them that way? Because if you're dealing with streaming, you don't. I, really I mean, like, need to I mean, like, the, I mean, like, well, like these days when there's all types of uh, delivery methods that uh, were unavailable in the past. You know, there's all types of delivery methods straight to the consumer, right? right. But artists are still dropping albums. Old, you know, older and newer artists are still dropping albums. Like, for example, right. But what I'm asking, what I'm asking is, the, I'm not not the older artists because I get the fact that the older artists are no, doing like, that. No, like albums, albums still get dropped. Okay, like I mean, like but singles get dropped too by older and newer artists alike. But what I'm asking is, but like, is it part of? So like, okay, uh, like what what is your specific question? Okay, uh, so. Outcast, okay, hasn't dropped in a long time. In a long time, okay, but Outcast dropped an album, their second album, AT Aliens. AT Aliens, yeah. Okay, that is an album that you listen to from front. I mean, like you're you're just getting into preference territory right now. What I'm what I'm saying is that the album like is progressively telling a story. 
That's like, that. That, that still, still happens. happens. Yeah, but okay, yeah, that's like, what I'm asking. Yeah, like that, for, it, for example, like Young Thug just dropped the album, which people are, uh, I haven't listened to it, but people are enjoying it right now. Like, like I think it just gained like preference territory. Okay, but yeah, albums are still being dropped. Like, I, like I was just showing you, um, Nas just dropped King Disease Two, uh, like two. Is months that what ago. we were listening to? Yeah. Okay. But talk about uh, a guy. Talk uh, about a guy who's. But like, like that's like, like that's what I was saying. Like, is it like for for example, like that's not an old school album, you no. know? And he's got, uh, he like Hit Boy produced the whole album, but he's got um, he's got like uh, a boogie with the hoodie on there, and he's, you know, like Jay Z, his albums he's been dropping like uh like four forty four, and you know even like Magna Carta like Blueprint three right like. They're artists that careers have gone on for decades, but they're not dropping like quote unquote old school music. Like for example, like Ari the Rugged Man, still be still be yo. You know something? Yo, hold up, hold up, uh-huh. hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, hold up. What? Kind of look like Ari the Rugged Man. I'm not gonna lie. Me? You're like the. You like the Cuban Ari the Rugged Man. You know who that is? I have no idea who that is. I gotta show you who that is. Uh, uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I. Here's the thing, man. I got a weird look. Yeah, you like 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 you guys. You guys could pass off as brothers. You see this thing, this Greco-Roman schnoz, dude. Look at that thing. It's gorgeous. Do you know that I broke my own nose one time by kicking myself in the face? Yeah. I want you to think about that. I was so drunk. <laughs> I was so drunk, I kicked myself in the face of, <laughs> and broke my own nose. I, I, thought, I, I thought you were about to be, tell me, like, Taekwondo nope. practice or ballet or something. Right. Nah, it was... It was... Uh, I was drunk and trying to show off and I did a crescent kick, and my nose caught my uh, knee and broke it. Just saying. <laughs> wow, the the level of flexibility it took to inflict that injury upon yourself is uh pretty impressive. I don't have that level of flexibility anymore. Yo, so <laughs> R. A. the rugged man, you'll you'll fucking like him once I put you onto him. I, I I discovered him. Some years ago, many years, like maybe like seven or so years ago, when I was like active on Twitter. Oh, okay. And um, I forget exactly through what avenue I found him, but he he's someone that was like he had a promising career at some point. Uh, like he was signed by like Jive Records. Uh, uh he was like co-signed by Biggie. What happened? Uh, he was fucking blackballed, man. But like he he's done some crazy shit. But he he's like a very like authentic dude, and he's maintained through the decades, uh, underground presence. You oh, know, okay. with no like he he's blackballed from the industry. But he's done all, all kinds of like crazy shit. Like, um, just off the top of my head, I remember he has a story about. Uh, apparently, like this actually happened. Like he was, they were angry. They were like protesting him being somewhere or some shit, mm-hmm. and he literally like jacked off on the balcony and threw cum at people. 
Like the he, fuck? like he fucking he fucking performs with like fucking like insane clown posse. And okay. Like, so and like yo, like I've seen videos like like apparently like his live shows are like some of the best. Like he's he's fucking. Do you know who? Do you know who Doctor Octagon is? No, but the name sounds vaguely familiar. So he's old school rapper, uh, and he's got several different names that he goes by. But the the one that I know him by, okay, uh, is Doctor Octagon, and very similar to what you were just talking about, like out there hip-hop rapper that will like apparently masturbate on his audience <laughs> like super like it, well, we, gotta, I, I, we gotta get we gotta get into it so well, like, i, I, I want to like, say he masturbated on his audience more like he threw cum at them there wasn't like when you say masturbation uh, it makes I, it more yeah, of like kind of makes it more i don't i don't know i don't intimate. know how it worked out yeah I, what, what i will say is like uh, I I think Doctor Octagon has a song called Chewbacca Three Thousand, which is, uh, and this is like, uh, and forgive me, uh, and I say this, this was like uh, me when I was twenty years old in nineteen ninety nine, listening to like underground urban hip hop while I was li- while I was living in New York. Uh, I can't remember, ex- but I'm almost positive the dude's name was Dr. Octagon. And he's like an old school rapper who has like schizophrenia. And like, <laughs> like his music is all over the fucking place. You got to listen to it. Wait, wait so what, what do you need forgiveness for? Because I, I can't remember all the details. Oh, okay. I forgive you. Thanks, man. But, um... You know, another favorite of mine is Tech Nine. You know who Tech Nine is? Yeah. Do and, you know uh, who Black Rob is? Yes. But yo, what Tech Nine uh just dropped his latest album, Asinine, that has the Rocks uh rap debut. Oh, Have you heard that song, uh, Face Off? Oh, uh, all right. So I I could, could we I heard take? I heard a little bit of it. On the rocks, his Instagram, yeah, on his Instagram page. I, I I haven't checked out the song, but here's the thing with the rock, bro. What's the thing? If he does something, if he does something, like he goes balls deep in what he does. Yeah, he doesn't. Like, there, there's he, he, he doesn't do anything in half measures. There's, in my opinion today, in my opinion today. This is a dude that I have been following. Okay, this is a for a little minute. I've been following this guy since 1995. Since he started his his pro debut was in 94, okay? I have been following this guy since 1995. And I will tell you this. And I've met him twice on two separate occasions. Okay? The first time I met him, uh, was it a Blockbuster? It was at Blockbuster, <laughs> and it was at the Blockbuster on 107th and Kendall Drive, okay, where the Bally's was, where he used to work out in in 1998. Yo, I swear everything 
Okay. Besides, besides your daughter, every good thing in your life has happened to you at Blockbuster. Uh, it's that's not far off. Okay. Uh, I met him the first time there, and he was super nice. And the first thing I noticed about the guy, what, is that I was looking at the dude eye to eye. We were six foot five. We were both clearly six foot five, looking at each other eye to eye. However, however, this was in 98. Okay. Before he's even what he is now, like chiseled wise. Okay. He was still a little chubby back then, bro. The dude, like I was, I was like half his body, like legitimately, like, like I was standing next to him, looking at him eye to eye. And I was the width of half his body. Wow. The dude is massive. And then I met him in 2005 at Citizen Smith in California, in LA. And we took a picture together. He was super nice. And again, Jack Diesel. But that guy doesn't do anything half-assed. Wow. What, what he's been able to accomplish is extraordinary to say the least at the very least at the very least you know he he got a divorce from his wife that he was married to before he was anything and they were married when he went through the whole thing like when he was still coming up the whole thing okay and they they ended up getting a divorce her brother is his best friend, Hiram Garcia. Oh, yeah, you told me this. That's his best friend, and he runs, he essentially helps The Rock run. The seven bucks, right? Seven bucks, and on top of that, just, this is crazy to me. In a world of Hollywood where you always hear, like, the bitterness and the anger and when people get divorced and when his wife bought that, first of all, his wife, his ex-wife is still an executive producer of all of his movies is still involved in all of his financial products. Okay. And when she bought the XFL from Vince McMahon, she essentially became the first woman to own an entire sports franchise. And he backs her in that. Like, like, well, like you never hear about that in Hollywood. You never hear about like, like, uh, like I think we talked about this before, but like, forget about Hollywood. You you don't want to hear about that in regular day to day life. The understanding like, and the maturity that it, it's, it it's, takes. Those type of relationships are rare. Extremely rare. Right? We're do like. That's like not even between. Uh, we watch Modern Family. Man and a woman, like much less uh, exes, but just between. Dude, we watch Modern Family as a TV show, right? And, right. We, and we look at that and we're like, oh, it's a blended family and that's great, right? But realistically, in America, how. 
how easy is it to have a blended family? It's not. And on top of that, it's not easy to have a blended family in Hollywood where you're always under the gun, you're always being scrutinized, okay? And yet The Rock does it with complete ease and humility. And everybody wants to work with him. I feel like everybody he, wants I feel to like work it's more him. of he he makes it look easy, but he probably puts a lot of do, work do you, and effort into his relationships. Do you follow his, you know? Yeah, you, of course. Do you follow his yeah. Instagram? Dude, I mean, this is this is a guy that's legitimately getting four, four and a half hours of sleep sometimes, like traveling around the world, producing movies, well, giving interviews. Yo, like when, when I would, um, because uh, uh, I've met uh, Steve Aoki in passing a few times, but when okay. I was talking to, like, I, I believe it's like his uh, tour, tour manager, road manager or something, yeah. and he's like, because they were they were leaving out the back, but they but um we were helping them leave because it was these people out there with uh you know the planko or those fucking weird bobblehead things. Yeah, that they, yeah, yeah, there were a bunch of people out there. Funko, par, par. Funko, 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 par, par. Steve Oki Funkos. Yeah, and he was like, they wanted him to sign them. Yeah, but here's the thing. He was like, bro, these people have been stalking us. Yeah, from airport the fucking to hotel. Yeah. He's like, because as soon as, because he said, like, this is not a fan thing. He said, as soon as Steve signs them, they're worth like 12K on eBay. Yeah. Anyways, he's telling me, bro, like, we're leaving from here. We're going to the hotel. The flight's in two hours. There's a show at Vegas tomorrow at noon. He's like, bro, we do like 300 shows a year. Where's he sleeping? Where, where, where's he, like, where's this dude unwinding? Like, you don't see that. Like, the, yeah, like three hundred like, shows a year, you know, like like these, you know, that like there's a lot of people in, and you know, and in the, in the at the pinnacles in their industry that is like it looks everything aesthetically looks awesome, but right. they are working their fucking ass off, nonstop, bro. And I don't think people realize like the amount of work, nonstop. That's why. That's like, why. The like, rock- look, look, look at the the work. Just the minimal amount of work we've done just for this little setup. Right. For 200 viewing hours for this little setup. 228. Okay. Now, now, imagine you're the rock. Okay. And on top of this, you see all the time on his Instagram where he pulls up the street lights oh yeah and he's and he starts talking to the people like maybe it's a bus of tourists or he starts this is a guy that's going like he named his company seven bucks production look like he's either he either is uh doing a phenomenal job of maintaining an immaculate image or he's really just that authentic here's the thing this is a guy that has been completely dead broke. Whose whose grandfather, his grandfather, 
is wrestling loyalty, royalty, right? Like his grandfather, Peter High Chief Mayavea, is wrestling loyalty or royalty. His father, okay, is wrestling royalty, okay? And with me saying that they're wrestling royalty. Oh, yeah. He was completely broke. Essentially, his entire life. Like, you know, like, like that, like that combination of elements, I think probably def not probably definitely uh, attributed to who he is now. Because, oh, like, sure. you, you know, like that dilemma of when you're a very successful person, but then uh, inadvertently, like, your kids are spoiled rotten, so they turn out very differently than you. Yeah. Like, this is a person who, like you said, like his father, grandfather, wrestling royalty. But he but yet, he went through, you know, more than his fair share of trials and tribulations. I mean. And, he, he you know, it's like, you you know, you, you, you put those together in the pot, stir it up, and, and like, this is what happens. And not, not everybody is built to en- endure those kind of things and come out stronger for it. Like, some people... Some people are only capable uh, of surviving, you know. What I think, M- like much less coming on top. I think, I think that's coming what out on makes, top. I think that's what makes him so extremely special, right? And so likable, and at the same time, like, like I get that there is like a curated image of him. All right, and I get that because. So before he became super popular, he was on punk one time and you will find this very hard to find in social media. Okay. They've done a really good job of hiding this. Okay. But he was in punk. You remember that? Austin? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So he was in punk one time and they blew up his trailer and this was like actually blew. Yeah. Like it was right, explosives. Right. His fake trailer. It wasn't his real trailer. It was his fake trailer, but they made him believe that it was his real trailer. Oh, shit. Okay? And that Dwayne, like, super nice guy, The Rock Johnson thing. Oh, he was pissed? He It, it was, it was, so, do you know his University of Miami story? Uh, so, when he played at the University of Miami, we played San Diego State. Right. And there was a whole thing that happened. And at the very end, long story short, at the very end, he ends up on national TV, okay, chasing the San Diego State mascot through the, like, stand. Chasing him? Why, yeah. why was he chasing him? Like Because the San like, Diego State after, mascot after made the him game? look bad. No, after the game? No, like, during, during the game. Yeah, made him look bad, and so he went after him. Oh, so he, he's got a temper. He's got a temper. He's a person. He's like, yeah. he's, and, and on top of that, that's just he's even, an elite level fucking that, Cro Magnum athlete. Like that, that's just even more of a, a testament <laughs> yeah. to his accomplishments. Because you know everybody's got their share of vices, so they're like so called character faults. But to overcome that and keep yourself in check, dude, you know he has done. He has done an amazing job of creating this image and this personality that is so his dad 
was legacy. His grandfather was legacy, and they were broke. That will not be the legacy that he leaves behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a man that literally took $7 in his own pocket. His company is called Seven Bucks Production and has literally forged his own future. You know who else is like that? Kevin Hart. Yeah. Guy won't stop working. Whether I like his stand-ups or don't like it, guy won't stop working. A guy who's been broke and is like, yo, I'm never going back to that life. Not going back. I love you. Love you, dog. Hey, we're not going back. Uh, listen. Not going back. Like, I, the, uh, like the Nas song. You you gotta you gotta you gotta give respect where respect is due in these things, yeah. bro. You know? You you're talking about a guy who was a wrestler. You know, like how many of them have how many wrestlers have there been? How many you know, it's a, it's a very small number of people who can make that jump. You know, it it, t- it takes a a unique uh, skill set. Um, so be able to transcend uh, your industry. You know, like we're we're talking about Jay Z before the pod. I mean, you know, to go from the music side to the business side to you know rock nation uh sports Listen, agent etc 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 the guy we were talking about it earlier and the most amazing thing about jay-z is that he has something that the beatles don't have he has something that pretty much almost no musicians have he owns his own music yeah you know and, and, and you know nas has been uh, just as or even more successful as, like, as an investor than even as a, a hip hop legend. Well, you like, like you, you know, like how many? I was I was reading something the other day. I can't remember the company, but like, there's there's many companies that you know of that he, in, in, uh, like invested in like the seed a startup or whatever it's called you know because that's um you know with, with these type of people like they they didn't get in it just to okay i i did what i said out to do i'm done now like they're they're in it you know that they're it's it's actually funny especially for it's me. like okay i did that you know what's next what's next what's next it's it's actually funny for me to see the evolution of these guys like Nas and JC, right? Uh, you know, these guys came out in the 90s and their music blew everybody away. And by the early 2000s, we already knew that Jay-Z was a business mogul. Right, that his that he owned his own music, and that he was going 
you know, next level. And I don't know if you remember this, but there was a time early on when him and Nas were not on the same page. They were they were rivals to one yeah. another. I mean, who do who doesn't know right. about that? All right. But but you look at it now, right? You look at that now. Pause there. History. And you look at it now and you look at these two guys and where they are in the music game. And what they're doing and what they're capable of doing. I mean, just to overdo it. You know, I I get that there are other guys coming around, but like, do they have the clout that Nas has? Do they have the clout that Jay Z has? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, like those two guys are like on a whole other other level, and yet they're still killing it, right? I mean, their music is still fucking fire. Anyways. I'm not a music guy. I don't know music. I don't do music. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking you. Yo, I love but the that, rock though, bro. I, I honestly like no bullshit. I, I hardcore hardcore yo, like you, love the rock. You just motivated me like to get out of my slump and go and go back to the gym and, and get back going hard. I've been I've been slacking. I I've been slacking. That that guy, it following the rock is like almost like following David Goggins. Like you feel like shit when you when you look at their post and they've been running or working out since like four o'clock in the morning and you're waking up and it's like eight and you're gonna have, go have McDonald's for breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Like. The guy is a fucking beast, bro. And and on top of that. Top of and, that. and on top of that. What's I'm just gonna top? throw I'm just gonna throw the cherry on the top. What's the cherry? He signs on to play Black Adam. The hierarchy and, of the DC right. universe is about the hierarchy of power is about to change. And here's the thing. What's the he, thing? You know what he wants. Oh yeah, for the Schneiderverse. He to come wants back. the Schneiderverse. And, Yo, and he has, what, and he what, has what the it, pool, and he yeah. single-handedly has the pool yeah. to make that happen. He wants to fight Ben Affleck, and he wants to fight Henry Cavill. Cavill? Cavill? Right? Cavill? Cavill? Uh, Yo, what what'd you think about the trailer? That, Yo, because that, like, that little cartoon footage that he dropped was, like, fucking, like, two or three years ago. Like, like this has been in the making for uh, so, a long time. So, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has actually been attached to the to the, the Black Adam project, the black the Black Adam project for, since before. Yeah, like he's since before the DCEU has been created. Right. So this is a listen, man. I I gotta tell you again. I don't I don't bet against him. I, I just don't bet against the guy, okay? Uh, they have a former James Bond and Pierce Brosnan playing Dr. Fate. Yo, yeah, the, the, the cast looks really good for, Doc, and, for Dr. Fate, uh, for Hawkman. And, and, and he said... Like, I, I feel like this is going to be really... It's like going to be fucking action-packed, fucking dark, gritty. I, like, I got, I got high hopes for it. I got high hopes. Yo, did you see... Did you see the Did you see the Batman trailer? 
What, what is that? that? Is that yes or no? I did. Why the fuck are you reacting like that? It looked fucking awesome. What's wrong with you? Uh, yeah, it did. And yeah, it didn't. I'm, I'm vengeance. I'm, I'm nah, a, it looked fucking amazing. I'm a little what, concerned. What's, I'm a little concerned. Why? I'm a little concerned. Why? I'm a little concerned. Why? Tell me right now. Why? Why? Okay. Nah, why? You being around the bush. All right. I'm going to tell you tell why. Tell me. I'm going to tell you why. Tell me. I don't like the way he looks in the bat suit. All right. You'll get over it. He looks great. Was it the chin? The jawline? Uh, the suit? What uh, is it? The, it it's, the th- it's the thinness of how he looks. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like filled out. Well, you know yo, what I'm not, saying? Like not, like, not every Batman iteration I, is I, fucking. I, I know, I know. And on top of it, it's year two, right? So we're not at like peak back Batman yet. Like I get it. Y'all, I mean, what Christian I, Bale wasn't Jack Diesel. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, bro. Absolutely, yeah, he was. Like, go he, back he, and look. He was ripped, no, but no, he no, wasn't. No, no, he no, wasn't he was, massive, dude. His fucking triceps were humongous, bro. Go back and look at the Batman movies. I guarantee you but he it's was not fucking bi- jacked. It's not a big difference in size between that bat and this bat. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Not really. Yeah, it I is. Mean- yeah, it is. It is. This year two Batman looks like I'm 24 and I'm still athletic. <coughs> kind of, and I'm lean. Is that your only problem with it? Yeah. Here's the other thing. Mm. What's the other thing? One of the things that made me super happy about this, that I heard about this Batman iteration. Yeah. Okay. Was that we were going to get the a Batman that we haven't seen before on screen, which is the world's greatest detective. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. I want, I want the Batman who isn't just physically brooding, but like the Batman that, like, yeah. what his actual superpower is, is that he's basically Sherlock Holmes, right? Like that he can, he can, he, he does the detective thing, right? And, like he figures it out before everybody else does, and, right? And 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 that's supposed to be this. So what's uh? That's supposed to be this. Issue? What I'm seeing is more violence and they're, they're not going to give you the breakdown in the trailer. I, they're going to give you. I know. They're going to give, give you the money I, shot. I, I'm just. Now, what I'm super happy about this is Andy Circus, yeah, as Alfred Pennywise or Pennyworth. Okay, of uh, course they're gonna give you the action shots in the trailer. What are you? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What I are just, you talking about? I want to see. I would like it's this. it's one trailer. You'll be all right. I, I'm, I'm not. The, the bat, the, the bat, the I'm bat not suit. hating on the movie. By the way, the first trailer that they I'm, let I'm out, just, I'm just upset. You're not fucking enthralled and, like I am. And and I love the fact. I love. I can't emphasize how much I love the fact that Jeffrey Wright is playing Commissioner Gordon. Like, like he is one of the most underrated actors out there right now 
He's phenomenal in everything that he was in. In the Bond series, okay, with Daniel Craig, he played uh, Felix Leiter, okay? And his, from the beginning arc of Casino Royale to the very end of this last movie, okay, he was absolutely phenomenal. He was phenomenal as the watcher, okay, narrating, okay? He was excellent in Westworld, okay? This guy is a absolutely phenomenal actor and i am really looking forward to his portrayal of commissioner jim gordon in the batman and he's getting his own spin-off tv show on hbo yo i really got this song stuck in my head i can't get with that I got to keep it thick, never miss, so I hit him like this. I can't get with that. Yo, just, just ask me to pass it to you, dog. You're like, you're always doing the most. You could just be like, yo, pass me the Jim Bean. Speaking of, yo, I was going to, I forgot to tell him I did something. You did something. I did something. Know. I'm about to kill it right now. Matter of fact, uh, what, while you're up, you think you can make a trip to the fridge and, and give me that lemonade? I'm, I'm about to do it again. Absolutely. I'm not going to tell you guys. I'm going to show you. Oh. I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you the tutorial. Oh, the tutorial. I just got to think of a name for this shit, my new concoction. I got to think of a name for it. Shrookum juice. Shrookum juice. All right, I, I did something. I did something. Oh, actually, when, when, when you come back, can you bring me some ice cubes, too? I'm going to need ice cubes. Make it when he comes back. Man, uh, what we talked about so far, The Rock, The Rock's new song, or not his new song, it's a feature on Tech 9 song on his new album, As a Nine, Face Off, super hype song. Uh, man, I don't know what it is. I'm always fucking with the mic. I can never, can never leave it alone. Never leave it just chilling there like, like Cuba does. But um, now that he went to go to the bathroom, I totally lost my train of thought. He just, uh, he just left me with no warning. Man, it's episode twenty, twenty episodes. That's five. Is that five weeks? My math is right. I think it's right. Uh, we're gonna start doing. We're gonna start doing two episodes a week. Okay. Uh, we're gonna kind of cut down on the time of the episodes. Are you just gonna bring me the whole tray? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh. So you start. Hold on. I'll break it down. Yeah, you um start with some ice cubes. Okay. Keep it classy. Uh 
start with some ice cubes. Preferably try not to to drop them on the recording equipment while you're doing a podcast. Very bad. <laughs> then, wait, Before no first. No first, the lemonade. Lemonade so first. Lemonades first. Okay. Or matter of fact, let me uh have have them all all together like like they have a. Uh, so this is see that monster lemonade Jim Bean. Okay, we're gonna start off with uh my favorite thing in the whole wide world. You looking for your pen? No. Oh, Maddie, you you went you went through in a. Ordeal earlier. What about that much monster? Just because it's amazing. So it's funny because you you're starting off with the other ingredients, but oh, as a is, bartender, is, is alcohol is supposed to go in first. Yeah, as a bartender, the alcohol is I mean, supposed to go it, in first. It's, it's been like, well, I put. I mean, monster technically is a more, uh, even a more abrasive. Volatile agent than alcohol is. So. Uh, I, I, I mean, it, say... it's, it's, been, it's, it's been like two years since I was actually like behind the bar. Oh, so we're gonna. You remember when you were behind the bar with me? Did, did I did I bartend? Yeah, on your shifts. Yeah, or was I just doing the door? No, you. Uh, I I uh, had you as uh, my uh, bar back a couple of times. Yeah, what if I just like? <laughs> Don't drop it! Don't drop it right now, bro. That is so bad. Yeah, this, I didn't think this through when I was doing it. No, Yo. you're next to the Rodecaster Pro. You're next to the, everything. Uh, everything. Everything will go like the screen would just short out. That would be it. Put everything back real gently, okay? Yeah, so like, put the camera on you real quick. So I have a question: uh, organic lemonade. I recently, I mean, I just grabbed it like spur of the moment. Uh, well, I, I recently just got back into lemonade because I have a three-year-old. And we were at uh, Kennedy Park in Coconut Grove. And if you've ever gone to Kennedy Park in Coconut Grove, well, you I mean, know. Don't, don't, don't be telling people what park you're at. Ah, whatever, they're, bro. They're gonna, I don't care. Uh, you gonna, know, uh, all 28 of you. Awesome. Uh, Kennedy Park in Coconut Grove has a guy, uh, that has oh that 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 slushy yeah that has literally been there since I I mean since I was a kid, you know what I'm saying and been there since the Great Depression. I mean you know close (laughs) to it. You know it sounds it seems like uh and I introduced my daughter to the lemonade slushy that he has there and uh lemonade's now back in my life because i did that word uh she loves lemonade loves lemonade you know well so this is my new drink uh monster lemonade and gem bean Ooh. Nice. That is refreshing. Nice. 
It doesn't. Oh man, it just. Man, so you know what I did today? That is good. You know that what? is good. I, I don't even know what the fucking poor count on that was. You saw me. I just kind of threw them together. You know what I did today? Oh, that's good. Man, I, I don't know about you, but I'm getting kind of lit right now. Sorry. I, I, what did I, you do today? What did you do today? So I I went to Kush Spillover. Oh, the one in the Grove? In the Grove. Okay. At 1 p.m. And I... Sat at the bar, and I ordered four West Coast oysters with... What the fuck? What makes it... Is that, does it come from the West Coast? Or, so, or is that like a way of... Or is that like a thing? It's... it's So the oyster is completely different. Is that, so, a, is that, a, is that a sexual act? Well, here's the thing. Uh, mm. East Coast oysters... West Coast oyster. East Coast oysters tend to be bigger... Because the East Coast is, the waters are more placid where they're grown, in the Northeast. Okay, okay? SAT word. So, they're, they're bigger oysters, okay? West Coast oysters are smaller, but more briny. Because they're, the West Coast, the Pacific, is tumbles more, okay? So, the oysters that they farm... Okay, are constantly being like turned over. And so they're smaller, more condensed oysters with like deeper cups. Mm. And they're brinier. You can you can literally almost taste the Pacific with like the oyster. Right? Right. And so I called up and they were like I was like, What are your West Coast oysters? And they were like, Oh, we have Kamamoto. Kamamoto oysters are my favorite oysters in the entire world. Like, at top five oyster ever. I think I've only had oysters like two times in my life. I don't even know how to eat oysters. And they were... And Is they, that oysters the one you just kind of yeah. suck it out? Yeah. And they were selling them at $3 a pop. So I said, fuck it. I I'm went, eating oysters today. I went down there for lunch. Got me some oysters. I got four West Coast oysters and a dirty martini shaken. Not, not stirred. stirred. Three olives. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. Like made. You did that today? Made my whole day, bro. Made my whole day. I literally sat down at the bar. I ordered four oysters, West Coast, Kamamoto. I ordered a martini, Dirty. I didn't drink my martini till my oysters came out. And with every oyster, I had just a little bit of the martini. Mm. So that's... Sounds very grown up and civilized oh, activity to do. I, I'm going to tell you right now, bro. Oysters might be my favorite outside of Cuban food. Because if like if I was on death row and they were like, what's your last meal? It pretty much would most definitely be Cuban food. Bring me up. Uh, Arroz, frijole, palomino, and maduro. Like. Legit. No, like, no, no, no pan con bistec? No. 
No. no Maybe I, a churrasco I, instead of a palomino, but like arroz, frijole, some sort of steak, and maduros. That would be my last meal if I could have one. Okay? But outside of that, oysters are one of my favorite things ever food wise instant gratification we were talking about it last week oysters eating oysters oh my god dude when i went to vancouver when i went to vancouver i went to this place called rodney's oyster house it's almost more worldly than i am they had they had over 50 different styles of oysters we were there for 12 days. We found that place on day two. And we went there every day for lunch for oysters. Because they had such an eclectic array of oysters from all over the fucking world. They had, so the Kamamoto oysters are from Japan, but we grow them here on uh, on the West Coast. Okay. Okay. They had oysters I had never fucking heard about. Like, never. And I, like, I'm into oysters. Like, never heard about. Right. Phenomenal, dude. Uh, Rodney's, if you're ever in Vancouver, if you're ever in Vancouver, you need to go to Rodney's Oyster House in the Gas Light District, okay? It is absolutely phenomenal. The, the food there, dude, the New England clam chowder, was like slap your mama good. Like ridiculous. And you know what the weird part about the whole thing was? What's the weird part? It's a Canadian male Hooters. So it's only guys that work there. Like like is it like an actual Hooters restaurant? So it's only dudes that work there. All the dudes are super fucking ripped. <laughs> They're all super fucking cool on top of that. It's no women work there. They wear shirts, you know, just like they're all buffed out. And they wear shirts that say, suck it dry. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, but it is a phenomenal, phenomenal oyster house. Like, like if you want legitimate oysters. How, how many male hooters are there? I don't, in the U.S., I don't think there's it, any male in hooters. the world. I don't. I, this it was it, just a, it's a Vancouver thing. Yeah, they have two restaurants in Vancouver. One of them is in the uh, Gaslight District, and the other one is near the port. Um, and they only have two. I follow, dude. I went there six years ago. Rodney's. I follow them on Instagram and Facebook even till this day. They still blow me away. Like one of the things that I absolutely loved about Vancouver was that like I went there and the dudes that work there were like, oh, you're from America? I was like, yeah. They're like, do you want to see the tourist stuff or do you want to see like the cool Vancouver stuff? And I was like, I want to see the cool Vancouver stuff. And they were like, all right, you got to go here. You got to go here. You got to go here. Like, if you go to Chinatown, this what, is, is this to get like hand jobs. No, 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 no. This was like, so one of the dudes was like, oh, you're a comic book fan. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, 
so you know Deadpool near was the sh- port in the Gaslight District. So all these dudes. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm a comic book fan. He's like, oh, so you know that Deadpool was shot up here, right? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you want to go to the bar? Oh shit, for real. And I was like, St. Mary's. And he's like, yeah, you want to go to St. Mary's? And I was like, yeah. And so he gave me directions to go to St. Mary's in Chinatown. Right? I get lost. That's cool. I get lost. On the way there. I ask a a, a, Brit, a Vancouver police officer who's like on the street like for directions. And he smells my bag. That is clearly on the, <laughs> you know. Smells like uh, what some would call marijuana. What 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 would others call it? <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> and the dude doesn't flinch. He's like he's like, oh, I've seen you visited some of BC's finest head shops. He's like, what you want to do is you want to go down this street. He goes, you're he's two like, blocks oh, I, away. I, I see you've been a, around the boots, dude. Oh, <laughs> dude, I I got a story for you with them. So we get lost. Okay. It's like our third day there. We're me and my wife are doing essentially 12 days in British Columbia. Okay. Staying at an Airbnb. What was this? So six years ago? Uh yeah, six years ago. Okay. And uh we get lost walking around. Okay. And I I go to a, a cop that's standing on the corner. For directions? And yeah, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm, like, super lost. He's like, yeah, no. And so Vancouver has, like, six blocks of their whole downtown area, but, like, six blocks of that downtown area is, like, straight up, like, heroin crack row. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're looking oh, down. Yeah? yeah, you're looking down alleys, and people are, like, passed out, and, like, it, it's – but it's just those six blocks. So they keep those people within that six blocks. We find ourselves within in, those six in, blocks. In, right. And I got lost. Right. And I know immediately, like we're not in the place that we need to be. So I, I find a cop and I'm like, Hey dude, like we're lost. Can you help us out? And he's like, yeah. And I, I'm, he's like, where are you looking to go? And I'm like, we're looking to go to Stanley park. So he's like, all right, what you want to do is you want to go down here. You want to make a left. All right. He gives me directions. We start walking, right? It's like three blocks since we talked to that cop. All of a sudden, a cop car comes screaming down the street with the lights on, the sirens, the whole thing almost jumps the curve and blocks me off, right? The cop gets out and he's like, I'm so sorry. I gave you wrong directions. (laughs) This is a very Canadian story. I was like, what the, like, I thought I was going to jail. I like, like in the span of like 40 seconds, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And the cop gets out of the car and he's like, I'm so sorry. I gave you wrong directions. Do you guys want, and then he gives us the proper directions. And then he goes, do you guys want to come with us? Like he offered to put us in the car 
and t- and I was like, no, we're good. We're good. We'll just walk, you know? Uh, Man, what a Canadian story. I love it. Canada is a super cool place. Vancouver is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the people there were, you know what the funny thing was, is we went right, bo- right, dur- right before the 2016 election. So in 2015 is when we went, when like okay. Trump started running for president. Right. And they were like, do you, th- do you think Trump's going to win? And I was like, oh yeah, I think he's going to win. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to win. I was like, I don't want him to. I was like, but I think he's, and they were like, why? And I was like, and it was something that like my wife, when he won, my wife looked back and was like, you said it when we were in Vancouver. And I said, don't underestimate the stupidity of the American people. That was deep. Like, the person that he was running against, pretty much everybody hated. Who was he running against? He was running against Hillary. Oh, yeah. He was running against Hillary. And they were going to make Hillary win regardless of whether Bernie Sanders was a better candidate or not. You know, I actually went to a Bernie Sanders rally. Uh, what year? Uh, uh, unintentionally. This was, I don't know, like 2015 or 14. Yeah, or okay, one of 2015, those. yeah, when he was running, when so, he was running. Yeah, so um, this is when I was working at a, I can say the name of the, the restaurant. Because I value my privacy. I mean, I'll say Sandbar, but that's it. What are you going to do? you going to find me at Sandbar? Go ahead, find us at Sandbar, see what happens. Find us at Sandbar. Let's oh, sp- speaking of Sandbar, I was going to say this when we were talking about uh, alcohol earlier. Uh this is what I should have called Brett. Brett's going to come on the pod. No way. Yeah, yeah. He said he would. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you said Matt would. If if Brett's going to come on the pod. You think we should get both of them at the same time? No. No. No? No. Too much? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I, I want each of them. I want each of them separately. Cause get the whole bald brigade together. Uh, I, think, I think Brett on the pod would be phenomenal. Hester on the pod? No. And Matt, the other Matt you oh, said. Oh, Gentile? Yeah. Oh. Damn, I'll, I mean, I wasn't trying to put people's last names out there, but <sighs> fuck it. They're out there. Sorry. Hope we don't get doxxed. Matt, Matt already said he'd come on the pod. Let's do it. Matt already said he goes, I'm, I'm going to bring Matt, Bitter Matt. And I was like, I don't want Bitter Matt. Bitter Matt sucks. I want Funny Matt. Yeah, bring Funny Matt. Yeah, I don't want Bitter Matt. Funny Matt is way better. Bring those fucking uh, jokes. Yo, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm a fucking lightweight now, dog. I'm fucking lit. Yo, like, um, yo, like, I be, like, turning too quick, and, like, my, my vision is, like, woo, delayed. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to look straight ahead. Look, let me tell you, this shit is amazing. It's like. 
It's a nice drink you uh, concocted there. You got, you got to try this shit. You're just drinking um, rum and coke. But this shit? Woo! Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> See, I, I have, I have a, oh man, this shit is good. I have a respect for Jim. You know, people, people disrespect Jim and it bothers me. Yo, will I ever find an ideal, uh, a position yeah, for your, for your position for my mic. I yes, just, yes, you will. When you get rid of that microphone and you put the microphone in front of you, yeah, right there. You know, um, I'm also gonna get a new chair because this chair is like not ideal. Like I'm sitting up straight of my own accord. Like if gotcha. if, I, if I sit back to the chair, like you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like this chair is not ideal for, like like I'm gonna get like a like a gaming chair. Speaking of gaming. Bro, I cannot stop playing Genshin Impact. Dude, to the point where it's 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 being extremely detrimental in yeah, your life. To my health. Yeah, man. Well, like, like I was playing it for like you text me at like <laughs> six o'clock this morning <coughs> with that. It's a it's a bit concerning. Well, like it's a I bit was, concerning. As your friend I was, I was playing it for so long. That, like, the way I was holding my phone, because I, I played on my phone. And first of all, uh, the developers, like, they did an amazing job. Like, this game is cross-platform. I think it's just on the PlayStation. I think it's on. So you don't have it on the PC, so you can't play it no. on this beautiful. No. But, I mean, this, this is, like, just for pod. Like, if I'm going to put games to shit, I'm going to put it on the old Mac. Really? But, like, this this doesn't have as much memory as I would have wanted to have because I got the SSD Mac. Okay. So it's like when I put stuff through, like, uh, Final Cut or iMovie, and it basically, like, it's making, like, basically to, to uh, well, like, the, the memory is, like, at its, like, I can't I can't do nothing else with the memory. Really? Like, I, I, I got to keep everything on the uh, hard drive. That external hard the drive. external hard drive. Which is like, it's got a terabyte. And at 19 episodes, we're at like 400 something gigabytes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with the episodes if I'm going to spend. Because when, when we get to the 40 episodes, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's basically. Like, I, yeah. That's I've, basically been, I've, been, I've thing. been thinking about it. Do we need to keep our older episodes? So. I would say that I mean because they're uploaded, like to YouTube, right? That's that's what I would tell you. But Is are that, we gonna do anything else with them? Like I've been thinking, like going through and making like a montage of that's gonna that, or, bro, that's or gonna take, clips or clips that we can save. But like, let's be let's be honest. Right now, like, is that gonna happen? Yeah. Let and and let's be honest. Right now, we're we're. I mean, it's on YouTube. It's not like it's going anywhere. Like, right. it, we need it, to save. It, it want to be the. We need to save space where we can save space, bro. Like, it's not. Well, at, at least like twenty episodes. It's only half. Like, we still got a couple months before it fills up. We'll see what happens. Now, I've just been thinking about like, is there anything to do with these? Can I say something though, say something. real quick? Uh, I would just like to thank. Uh, who do you want to thank? I want to thank the the fans. 
that have watched over 200 hours that have watched from the very beginning of of our show yo like and, that's and, true and, shout and, out shout out to you it that have you you know who you are if you if you if you're watching us, this listening to this and you know what you've watched yo we really fucking appreciate you for us you know we were talking about it last week we have a average viewership of about 28 people more or less more or less okay per podcast and we would really like to thank you for that yes. because when we did podcast number one, we thought that if we were 20 episodes in and one person was following us, yeah, we would be extremely happy. Right. And now we have... At the very least, it looks like 28 per episode. And, you know, you don't watch the whole thing, and that's cool. We get it. You know, that there's, there's people that do. There, there are. There are. But, uh, but you know, thank this, you guys yeah, for that. Like, you. like, like, legitimately you know, thank like, you for that. Like, like, forget about, uh, you know, big viewership and you know, thousands of views, like the people, be it uh, friends or family that are downloading are watching, and watching it, watching, uh, watching on YouTube or uh, Spotify or, or, or just listening to it. I or that's iTunes. like because because there's no obligation to. You know, you you could you could like a page, you could follow, and obviously, like that's the, you know that that that's kind of the bare bare minimum as friends or family association, right. like someone support. Like I, I like your page, I'll follow. Right, I'll share it. But the people that are actually listening to it, you know, to this, you know, that's not there. There's no obligation. That's not something you have to do. You're doing, you know, and. We really appreciate everybody that's I mean, listening that has listened up until this point. Honestly, like for me, I got involved in this because Matt had an idea. You know, it, it wasn't even that. I, this is I, something look, just that was like you had an idea, you took that idea. To where it is right now we have both done a really good job of trying to bring this thing to life well I, I would say even prior to that me and you would have conversations about you know a lot of a lot about you know like a Dude, marvel or Star Wars, what have you. We would just have conversations. This was this was legitimately three years in the making for us. Yeah. We have so many conversations about so many things. You know, and I started I started doing it on stereo. Right. And then you kind of started listening in and you were like, I want to do it with you. 
but I don't want to do it with you in that platform. Like I want to, I want to elevate that. And you have taken this and the, the original concept and the idea that we had, and I think it's great. And by the way, we're not done today. We're going to fucking review fast and the furious nine. Wait till you hear what I have to say about that movie. But you took this idea of us. Yeah. And saying, hey, you know, there's a market for it. There's a market for just wanting to hang out and listening to two dudes talk shit like they're friends. And that's exactly what we are, right? I mean, like, at this point in my life, you're probably that's like one that's, of the closest friends I have. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, likewise. You, you know what I'm saying? And, like... And we're sitting here and we're talking about ideas and we go see Shang-Chi or we go see uh, uh, Green. What, what was that movie? Uh, the Green. Oh, the Night. Green Night movie. Or we Ed, Ed, we're sitting here, we're reviewing it. We're going back and forth. We're talking about the things that we love. These things that we were talking about three years That's ago. That's like, could we, we would like, I'll call you on the phone. Right. And like, oh, you watch that, yeah. And you know, this, that, and the third, yo, I read this. And like, you know, the iPhone has the, it'll show you how long a call's going on. It'll be like, yeah. it'll like the length of the pile. Like, it'll be. Uh, our phone calls used to be like hour and a half, two hours easy. So that's like, doing <laughs> doing this, it, it, it's nothing. It's yeah. nothing. Yeah. And it's on us. We just got to keep elevate, like, you know, you, like, like we're talking about the very beginning. To bring it back, like, you know, like, The Rock, like, Jay-Z, you know, it's on us to keep pushing keep the envelope. Just, that, that's it. And and you know what's really funny is that, like, your, your understanding of, it, especially in this world that I'm about to talk about, is in the comic world, your understanding of the comic literature, okay, with my understanding of how movies work yeah and how we're crossing that right where you're saying okay they're not going to do this they may do that i'm like okay let's do let's go here like we are bringing a really you know awesome perspective to it you know like we're both knowledge knowledgeable in a lot of compatible areas like yeah a lot of the times uh goes both ways uh where one's just lining them up for the other to knock them down you know and by the way speaking of lining them up to knock them down i'm just gonna throw this out there that segue uh matthew is wearing a heat jersey oh yeah and if you can you can see it it will just say heat on the top what you won't see is that directly underneath that the number 33 and if you're a Miami Heat fan you know exactly who that represents in this town so and before there was Wade County it was Zo so I love that I love the fact that you're repping that 33 you know Oh, you know what? Uh, 
stay tuned for what jersey I'm going to wear next week. Oh. Well, actually not, because next week I guess will be our Halloween episode. Halloween. And, you know, next week is when we're going to start doing two episodes a week. Might as well tell them. Yeah. We're going to keep with uh, Wednesday release. Since Which everyone will... used to it. I don't want to fucking cause turmoil again when it doesn't go out at uh, 9 a.m. <laughs> so our Wednesday release, it looks like right now. And okay. then we're, uh, we're looking at doing Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. Our Wednesday release right now will 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 be our regularly scheduled broadcast performance. And our Friday episodes will be something a little different that we'll be bringing you from Shrooms to Skyrim. Yeah, we're going we want to start incorporating some of the things we've been talking about like uh like book club. We're going to start uh speaking of some uh, of the some of the graphic novels that you yeah. know we're all a fan of you know of like like I was, I was I was thinking basically uh yo this is the book and then every week we'll go you know chapter by chapter as uh you know so feel free to, to what I was and, and read along what I and was then, thinking of as and well and then week by week we'll re- review chapter by chapter after announcing the and and I love that idea and I th- that like that that's essentially what right. book club is right so every week we'll go over it uh but from Shrooms it, to Shakespeare but it won't just be books sometimes they will be entire graphic novels that we will read and go over and break them down into the characters that are being created speaking of speaking of books i tried for uh the third time to read uh song of fire and ice game of thrones can't here's the reason why i watched the show I've watched the show in its entirety. Yeah. From front to back. Eight times. I just can't read the book. Because, you know, a book is all about. It's an experience in and of itself. And I just can't read the book when the show's visuals are already so deeply embedded in my mind. You know, it just I I kind of I kind of did that to myself. Can I can I tell you a opposite viewpoint of that? Okay, are you saying it might enhance? So, I am, I'm dyslexic, and I have an extremely hard time reading things, even till this day, and I will read. I will literally read a chapter four or five times before I feel like I can move on to the next chapter, right? It's sometimes hard for me to visualize the words that I'm reading. Because you're so focused on actually getting the word? Maybe. Another thing that I do is if I don't know a word, okay, now with the event with Google and 
everything that's come out, it's a little bit easier for me. But but back in the day, back, you'd have to like day, go to the dictionary. I, and I wouldn't even go to the dictionary. I would just, I would create, like, if I didn't know that word, I would skip that word and then try to figure out the pieces. Based on context? Right. Okay. So, it's always been very hard for me to read something and, like, easily get it. Right. Okay, like I have to like I re- like like I remember reading Beowulf in high school for English class senior year and like I had a private tutor to just like try to help me understand what I was what the words meant. Like right. the words that I was like what they meant. Like I like it's a hard thing. <coughs> but one of the really cool things that's happened recently is that some of my favorite authors of all time, their works are being made into movies or TV shows. Oh, I thought you were about to say audiobooks. Audiobooks are phenomenal. Truly have helped me. If I'm just reading, like if I'm just buying the audiobook. Right. But if I'm reading something and then I watch the story that I'm reading about, like if there's a correlation and I watch it, like even if it doesn't like sync up perfectly with the book, it still helps me like read the book better. Like it's a weird thing that happens. Like I attach the characters. I'm like, oh, okay. <clears throat> like I... It's very weird. I get what you're saying. And and that's that's and, very, that's very impressive. And I don't want to put it on like which has always been a thing that I've had, which is like I don't want to put it on the fact that like I'm dyslexic. Like that doesn't have any like that really shouldn't have anything to do with it. Like you're one of those people that have the the attitude as opposed to I can't do this because it's like I I Here's the thing. It sucks. It's hard. It's worth overcoming. It's it's worth bettering yourself. Yeah. Like, I know... Here's the thing about my life. I, I, I got to bring this back for you. I, I know what it... I know what it's like to be 14 years old and read at a fifth grade level. And I also know that it takes a lot in in that person to say, I don't want to read at a fifth grade level anymore. However, I can better myself in this aspect, in this avenue, it's going to make me smarter. Mm. It's going to make me a better person. 
you know, and I was very fortunate that I'm going to be very honest with you. When I was 13 years old, I was going to school in Miami and I was reading at basically a fifth grade level. When I moved to Stewart, Florida, by the time I was in my sophomore year, I was no longer in any remedial classes. What changed? I went from a classroom of 45 students. Uh, yeah, yeah, been there. To, no. a, to a classroom of, no, no of, of 15 to 20 students. Yeah. Where the teacher, where the, <clears throat> I, I, I can tell you, I can tell you exactly how old I was when I passed my first spelling test. I was 14 years old wow. when I passed my first spelling test and I passed it at Martin at, at hidden uh, at uh, Martin County high school because the teachers were taking time to work to one help on, me one-on-one -on -one with the students and to say, you're, you're actually smart. You're actually smart. You just don't know it yet. And, and we're going to, we're going to tweak some things out to help you out. So my sophomore year of high school, okay, I was in an Algebra 1 class, okay? I was pretty much a remedial student still at the time. But math was always something that came easy to me. I had a I had a D in the class. I had a D in the class up until the final. And I took the final and I scored a 94. So what that D was just you fucking around for the semester? See, I was the exact opposite. I was always strong and in language and reading comprehension, et cetera. Horrible. Horrible at that. Weak in math. Math was math was always easy to me because everything was always constant. Like, no, that, even till this day, even till this day, I don't understand I before E, only after C. Like, I still, like, when people talk about pronouns, <laughs> when I, I, I'm not like, even, like, joking. Well, like, when people talk about pronouns, I get very worried only because I'm like, fuck, I don't know all the pronouns. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not. Uh, like, I'm going to fuck yeah, this up. Yeah, like, I'm going to fuck this up. Like, my stupid dyslexic ass is going to fuck this up. Yo, I got to give you that T-shirt. Have you seen the T-shirt where it's like dyslexia but crossed out and then it has sex daily underneath it? Well, maybe. I haven't like, had sex daily ever. Sorry. I, 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 didn't, I didn't mean to no, listen, it, bring it's, a marital problem. Here's, here's the thing, man. I... What I learned was what I learned was uh, that it's extremely important. It's extremely important what a classroom size is. Yeah, you just reminded me like when I was at Gables and like for certain subjects, it would be like these big classrooms. They would have two different classes in the same room, but with one teacher. Horrible. But so it's just like on paper, 
It's like, yeah, these amount how, of students. How are you supposed to learn in that? How yeah, are like, you supposed to learn yeah, like in that environment? Yeah, like fucking 40 or 60 kids in one classroom. And, and imagine, and uh, on top of that, imagine me at 14 being dyslexic and not understanding and being disruptive. Yeah, like you you, you, you remember the, um, the story I told you for me about uh, Hooked on Phonics? And, and my mom switching me schools to get me to other school, and I went from not being able to read Cat in the Hat right, to placing, like, second in the school scholastic contest. And that, that, was, that was the difference that made switching schools. Dude, it, it is so. You know, the, the public school system can be, it's very much, it's very rigid, and it can be, very detrimental to different types of learners that don't fit and that but it you're right you're you are right but there are also so like so in 92 we lost our home to andrew in miami okay we lived across the street from killian high school okay we lost our home we were homeless okay I was going into my eighth grade year, okay? My oldest brother was going into his junior year of high school. We were homeless. We lost We lost our home. Our home was completely destroyed by Hurricane Andrew. And our, our parents had a decision to make. Do we stay in Miami or do we move these kids to the best school district in Florida. And they decided to move their kids to the best school district in Florida, which at the time was Martin County. And bro, I got to tell you my last year at Arvida. Hey, what? Arvida junior high school was my last year in Miami. Okay. My, the least amount of kids I had in any class, because you know you were you were in high, junior high school, so you were going from class to class. The least amount of kids I had in any class was forty kids. Imagine 40, 40 means forty disruptional kids that aren't learning, aren't going anywhere. They're not being taught anything. And then we went to Martin County. And all of a sudden, it went from 40 kids to I was, like, in a classroom with, like, 15, 20 kids. All of a sudden, I started reading, spelling, doing things that I never thought that I could do because the education was there. Miami has lost that education, bro. You're not going to get that education here. Oh, it's all about you're, you're not, the FCAT. You're, you're not going to get that education here. It's F-cat, not going to happen. FCAT, 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 It's the, the focus has shifted from testing or from learning to testing. So... One of my favorite stand-up comics of all time is George Carlin. And one of the things that he talked about before he died 
was the educational system in this country has taken us. So like the boomers, when like the boomers were going to school, they were taught to critically think. Like it wasn't about testing. It was about critical thinking. Okay. We have gone so far away from critical thinking. It is yeah. no oh, longer yeah. about critical thinking. It is about, can you answer the question so that you can have your seat in the factory, essentially, of, like, labor? You know, like, like not as an excuse, but being as old as I am uh, in my late 20s, there's so many things. I'm, I'm kind of, there's a lot of times I'm scared to deviate from the course I'm on. There's so many things I learned. I feel like too late in life. So many things I wish I would have known uh, as a teenager and going into my early 20s. You know, I, I might have even learned learned to trade. It just so you want to you want to hear something funny about learning a trade? Yeah, tell okay. me. Uh, so I have a brother who I love very much, and it was determined early on in his life. He took a he <laughs> took some tests. And it was determined early on in his life that he would be really good at mechanics. And so they put him in a high school in Miami that was a mechanical high school. He learned how to work on cars. He learned how to do the whole thing, right? When I was growing up, you would make fun of that guy. Right. Because... My brother is the kind of guy, I love him, and he's awesome, and he's a good human being, but he's the kind of guy that spells, that spells uh, we're going to go meet up somewhere, and he spells it M-E-E-T, or M-E-A-T, Okay. Actually. right? Right. Here's the thing. He went to a vocational high school. Learned how to work on cars. Never went to college. Never settled down with student debt. Uh, went, student debt. Went, went to go work, went to go work for Toyota right out of high school. Went to go work for Volvo after that. Now he works for Volvo and he works on their hybrid cars and their whole and this is a guy that literally is the worst speller you're ever meeting in your entire life. You know, smart is not one size fits all. At all. At all. And that's and that is one of the things that I <clears throat> always like when people try to get down on him or where he tries to get down on himself, I'm like, dude, are you out of your fucking mind? Like I took two student debt loans out. 
never graduated from college and will probably have to work the rest of my life as a salesman to maybe have a future in the long run. And you're a mechanic who at the end of the day, when you're 25 is up, you'll have a pension. You'll have everything taken care of for you. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and you started that 25 when you were 18. Right. So you know you, what I'm saying? Already, like, you like by the got, time, like by the time you you're 50, got, yeah. by the time you're 50, you're golden, man. Forget like about, you're golden. Forget about 50 in your late 40s, 40s. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like by the time you're in your 50s, you're golden. You don't have to work anymore. That's like being able to ponder the mysteries of life uh by no means makes you uh you know being capable of you know reading the great gatsby doesn't mean you know how many fucking dumbasses go to college listen dude i I, i'll throw this out there i'll throw this out there throw it out there bezos 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 jeff bezos what about him dropped out yeah, so many. Gates dropped out. Right. You, you know here's 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 another thing. What? Here's another thing. I took out my first student loan I took out and I went to film school. Stupid. Okay. But I did it and I because I wanted to and I thought I was gonna be, you know, whatever it was. I did it. Okay. It took me 10 years to pay off that those two semesters of school that I went to before I dropped out. And then I went to Miami-Dade for two more years. And Excuse I me. just recently paid off that debt. Congratulations. How stupid is that? Like... I mean, at the where, time, like, no, but like, where are we in the world with that? Like, <coughs> you know, that industry is definitely one that preys upon uh, young people. It's stupid, dude. Like, you could create a business. You could create a business at 17 years old, take out a bunch of loans for that business, okay, and then default on that business. And well, the way they turn you, education, you, you into, don't, you don't have to pay for those loans. You don't have to pay for those loans that you took out because you started a business. You don't have to pay for those loans. But if you went to school at 17 and took out those loans, the way they turn education into big business is kind of, uh, it's kind of disgusting, you know, um, just like. It's horrible, dude. Look how much textbook costs. Textbooks cost. That's like, it, it, and you know, you know what's and you know they you they preach to you is go to high school, finish college, or or uh, finish high school, go to college, college, finish high school, go to college. Right, right. You know what for, they don't tell you? For, for, forget about real life. You know what they don't tell you the is long, that the fucking garbage man makes a hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year. 
And then textbooks are like fucking four hundred dollars. Like, I don't even. This shit is fucking ridiculous. And, and, Yo, and, I got. And the textbook is only four hundred dollars because they changed. It, it's it's a like word or two in the chapter. Bro, it's like oh yeah, there's always a fucking new edition you got to get. But it's like it's kind of like how, uh, how medical shit is just because health insurance. And, you know, so some shit that should be costing, like, $60 is, like, fucking $800, you know? Dude, don't get me started on I I, I won't. I, I, won't I won't get you started. I got one thing to say, and then I know you got a tangent to go off on about Fast and Furious. I do. And then we're going to wrap this up. Okay. Because it's about that time. Is um, it really? Yeah. I know, right? Uh, One of the paradigm shifts that I've had personally... uh occurred i don't know seven or so years ago when i was um i was doing bad or not i won't even say doing bad i was going through some of the trials you know i i learned i learned all all my lessons the hard way okay that's just how i learned things and i was going through that point i was going through that point in my life where I, I, i was living rough you know what i'm saying if you know what that means yeah and uh you know i was in the predicament i was in and I was still getting books from the library, you know. I believe, you know, at, at the time, and like this is when I was, you know, reading a, a thousands page, a thousand page books, like the fucking the history of the Middle East, you know what I'm saying? The fucking uh, Leo Tolstoy, yeah. you know. And uh, this guy said to me, "You know who he is, my boy." He was, you know, he. He was he was he was taking with me because he was like, bro, like I never I never seen someone like in this setting in your position like read books like this. I don't I don't know anyone that reads books like you do. And he was like, you know, you know, you read all these books, and for what? He said, bro, you're fucking broke. You don't got no money. He said, what's that get you? And or you know so, so, something to that effect. And it wasn't that he was being condescending. It's just that's been. He's one of those people, he's a very straight talker. And, you know, as as I've known him, that's been it's been very beneficial to me. I've you know, I've needed someone that gives it to me straight. Right. But it caused a it caused a paradigm shift where it's like, you know, there is a such thing as like a betterment of yourself, but you still have to be, you know, you still have to realistically uh exist in society you know and there's different levels to you know bettering yourself personally and actually elevating existing yeah your existence yeah and society that uh has different standards than you know beyond uh you know uh philosophy and and human knowledge you know you got to make money you got to pay rent you gotta you got to pay the phone bill you got to find your niche. You got to make yourself valuable. And it, it it was just, you know, it was like, it was very abrasive the way he told me, but the shit made an impact on me. That's like, you know, you're fucking pondering the, the mysteries of the universe, but you know, you still got to fucking eat. Can't, you can't Where does eat, that get you? You know what I'm saying? Where does that get you? And but here's what I will say to that. Um 
as somebody who really, I I really had to try. Can't eat food for thought. I, I I really had to try to better myself educationally. To not think, to not fall into the tropes of just because my parents believe this or because these people believe this, I need to believe this. Yeah, you're going to find out for yourself. And that, That's where discipline and self-love comes in. And with, with I, I love my parents. I love my parents. And I, I am only who I am because of how great my mother was and how great my uncle was and how great my stepfather was and how great my grandparents were. Okay. Even, you know, my, my grandparents are diehard Southern Baptist folk. Right. Right. You know what the good part about that is? What? Is that when I talk about the Bible, I'm talking about the Bible. Like I know, I like if I'm sitting somewhere and somebody brings up the Bible and talks about like what the Bible is supposed to say or what the Bible means, not only can I talk about that, but I could talk about like. You have your own counterpoints because you, you already know the material. And these absolute cultural references of things outside of what I was initially taught as a child that I, I, that I went out of my way to try to find out what the truths were behind these things. You know, it's very important. My biggest thing that I want to pass on to my child, the biggest thing that I want to pass on to my child is the objection of critical thinking. Oh, yeah. Critical thinking. Hella undervalued. Very powerful. Very essential. You're taking a test. They're making you take the test. I want you to ask yourself why you're taking that test. Not just to take the test. You know, in real life, there's more than one right answer. Sometimes there is no right answer. It's, it's beyond uh, bubble in uh, A, B, or C. Yeah, the, the headphones get hot, huh? Yeah, I got a P2. Yeah, you want to, uh, like, you you, th- you think you still have the same, uh, you want to just do the Fast and Furious oh, yeah. next week? No, no, no. Just you want to do it right second. now? Just give me a second. All right, I'll hold it down. I'll hold it down. Baby Bladder Boy. Man, it's been a pretty good episode. Yeah, I think either next week or the week after next, we're going to start doing the two episodes a week. Stay tuned for that. And, um,. Yeah, I'm just drinking straight monster now. No more gym. I got lit for a second.
<laughs> Yo, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> my bad. I'm kind of like, I'm just, uh, I'm just like feeling very laid back right now. I'm, uh, very relaxed. I'm trying to think of something to say, something substantial, something deep. So, I, I can't just start. I can't just start talking about anime out the blue. There's no no segue, no context. Oh, I will. I will talk about what I've been watching. So, without Blacklist in my life, there's been a certain hole. But uh, I've been watching a lot of Simpsons, and I started watching uh, the show on Netflix called Mr. Sunshine. You know that show? I mean, you reacted like. No, it's not. Um, uh, it's a Korean show. So this is in the eight, early 1800s, something like that, around like the time of the Spanish-American War. It's this guy that starts out, it's this guy, he's Korean, and he's a captain, uh, U.S. Marine Corps. And um, where's this show on? Netflix called Mr. Sunshine. Mr. Sunshine. It's okay. it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like a like a novella. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like which is like my only like my only, not even a problem with it, like my only problem is uh some moments it drags on forever. Like you know, like I'm looking Typical at you. Novella. You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. Like, I'm talking about, like, three minutes. Look at me. Look at me. But, yeah, so, um, <laughs> at the first episode, it shows him, like, uh, just after this battle's taking place and uh, his boy, his superior officer, tells him, and, you know, this is one of those period pieces. It's very fucking historical, like, the characters and it's very it's very dramatic but it's fictitious but um it's it's very much based in uh history like historic period yeah so uh they tell him like yeah we're uh we're navy's going to uh joseon korea mm-hmm. and he's like oh you're from there right and he's like yeah i'm from there so it, g- it gives you the backstory he was a uh, a slave to an aristocrat family when he was like four year old, four years old, uh, and this is this is Korea, early. This is in the eighteen hundreds. Okay, okay. So, um, he's, a, they were, uh, they they were they had just killed his dad. They were about to kill him and his mom. He's like four years old. Uh, his mom gets the daughter of. Like the head of the family, like she takes the hairpiece out and gets her by the throat, and she tells her son, "Like run." I'm like, I'm a, I'm a cut her throat. Right. So he ends up getting away, and by chance, like, you know, he makes it to America. He, okay. He has a fucking rough go of it. Okay. Early, if we're talking about 1800s <laughs> right. in America, it's and you know, not, just getting out of yeah, Korea. Right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it shows you, like, at this time, there's a battle taking place between the American Navy and Korea. 
And um, he gets to America, and he has a fucking rough go over there. You know, he's Korean. He doesn't speak English. He's in right. New York. Oh, he's in New York. Yeah. He's not even in San Francisco. Yeah. Holy shit. So, um, and so he's by the, he's by the docks one day. Like, you know, you th- there's this gang of like, you know, these little white kids that whatever he money he gets, you know, they beat him up and take that money. Right. He see these troops one day gain off the ship and one, one and, and there's a, there's a black guy that's in the military. Right. He's with the troops. And one of the troops they like they, they they throw a chocolate bar on the ground, right? And he's standing by the bar and you know, the the white kid, the leader of the little bullies, he right. walks up, he's like, Don't even think about it, that's mine. And he says, you know, in his his broken English, you know, he's been there a couple of years now. Right. He's like, Yeah, that's fine. He said, I got something even better. And the kid's like, What's that? He he's going through his pockets. He's like, right. "There's nothing here," and he's like, "A way to be an American." He he saw he saw the black guy as uh, in the military, right? And he realized that's the way, right? That's that's how you become an American right. in this country. So fast forward, Spanish American War, I believe, eighteen twelve. Yeah, so I believe this is. So he so. Uh, Right after that battle is when they go to Korea. And, you know, this is the time when, like, there's multiple countries gain their foothold in Korea. And, you know, there's Koreans basically. And I I feel like this is also very much like a national national pride. It is a national pride type show because this is also from the perspective of uh, the Koreans in Korea. You right. know, on on different sides. You know, there's people selling it off to different nations. There's America, there's right. Russia, there's Britain. You well, know, all all trying to get their piece of Korea, right? Because that's what that's what these they're in a weird they're in a weird place in the peninsula, right? Like above right. them is Russia, right? But to the left of them is China, and below them is Japan. Yeah, and they're in a very. You're correct. So. He's going back to be stationed over there. He's supposed to kill this guy. And, you know, and there's also this girl who's the daughter of this other family. And then they have, you know, there's some, at this point, you know, there's some ongoing, you know, there's a lot of young, and, you know, at the current point of the plot, there's a lot of young, good-looking people, you know, romantic tension building up, classic novella style, whole lot of lingering gazes and, Awkward silences. And again, what's the name of this show? Mr. Sunshine. Mr. Sunshine. But it's like, it's shot very well. Like when they do action scenes, and when they do action scenes, it's, you know, this the scenery. Uh, what's that shit called? The location? When they, like the location scouting. Right, like, right. It's, but, fu- it's fucking uh, beautiful to watch. It's, so you're talking about cinematography wise, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely beautiful to watch. And, and then um, within that given scene, you're seeing what you would call mess and scene, like things that are purposely put there to drive the story forward. Right. Okay. And like it's very intimately done in terms of um 
the you know obviously a lot of the, the drama mm-hmm. characters are fictional but in terms of what the people in that region mm-hmm. uh experienced were their perspectives at that time you know from the older generation of aristocrats to the newer generation to to the countries getting a foothold in Korea to the you know Korean patriots to the people that you know were selling Korea off right. to the other countries it's very very intimate with all the going going ons of that time and you like that yeah uh, so I'll, if you like that can i make a suggestion yeah, for of course. you there's a show on Cinemax, which is now HBO, you know, the whole thing, right? They've merged together. Okay. It was called Warrior. And the show was based off of Bruce Lee's manuscript, okay, that he wrote in 1971. About a Asian man who comes to the U.S. to try to find his family in the U.S. Okay. Okay. Some will tell you that that show was turned into Kung Fu. The show, the TV show Kung Fu. Okay. And there is debates on that back and forth, whether Bruce Lee actually wrote that show and whether Warner Brothers stole that idea that Bruce Lee had brought to them because Bruce Lee was working with them at the same time to create Enter the Dragon. Right. And he was developing this TV show, and maybe he did, maybe he didn't. What they did was Justin Lin, I think, is the executive producer of the show and he got together with shannon lee who is bruce lee's daughter Daughter. yeah okay and she gave him the manuscript for this tv show that he had written and i think like legitimately i think the manuscript was maybe like five pages long essentially like just a fleshed out idea of what he had for a tv show but he wanted to make it a Western with an Eastern. Right? I like that. How you put it. So if you watch this show, Warrior. That's interesting. If you watch this show, Warrior, what's really interesting about what they did was that they took that idea, okay, and then they added historical content to it. Right? And they were like, okay, Asians were coming to this country in the mid-1800s to work on the railroads. Right. And they took this, so like they took like this Chinatown, like Chinatown, like they make Chinatown like a a legit, so you know San Francisco's Chinatown is the oldest Chinatown in, in outside of China in the world. Like San Francisco's Chinatown is the oldest Chinatown outside of China in the world. 
Like, that's the first one. And what they did was they took that historical background and, like, the gangster shit that was happening with the Chinese bringing in the opium trade, and they turned it into a TV show with, like, gangster Asian dudes and gangster police officers and like blended into this awesome kung fu action tv show if you have not watched the warrior seasons one two and three are absolutely fucking phenomenal some of the best fight scenes you will ever see ever like legitimate fight scenes you will ever see. Hey, you, and, uh, you, you know, you know, I love that shit when a show or movie is well rounded. And on top of that, like that. has real historical yeah. accuracy that it's bringing to the show. You know, now that I think about it, I said I said New York, but maybe it was like San Francisco. I could be remembering that. It, wrong. It, it, it's 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 an so like right off and and one of my favorite things about the show is like. They don't fuck around with, like, making the Asian guys seem like they're weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the dude gets off, like, literally the first scene of the show is the dude gets off of the boat in San Francisco. And he speaks English, even though he's Chinese. And, like, the English guy tries to make him seem, like, inferior and he ends up whooping the ever-living shit out of that guy. And also, he beats that guy not only physically, but he beats that guy mentally as well, right? Like, he's super smart. Like, it's not... It's a really... Like, if you have not watched Warriors on HBO, you need to watch that show. It is one of the best shows that HBO has going on right now. Warriors is absolutely fucking phenomenal. And the actors, all of them, all of them, from the guy that plays the Irish cop to the fucking guy that plays the leader of the triad, absolutely phenomenal. Just another, it's just another notch on HBO's, this is an awesome show that, most people will never watch. You let know me, what I'm saying? Like, let me let me get you a rant on uh, Fast and Furious Nine, and then we're gonna wrap things up. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about Fast and Furious Nine. Before I talk about Fast and Furious Nine, I watched the first Fast and Furious movie in the theaters. Okay, I have been a fan. Of the franchise. Like through all the iterations. That. It's obviously gone through. Okay. I mean they filmed. The second Fast and Furious movie. Down here in Miami. When I was still. Doing. uh, Extra work. As an actor here. Okay. The movies have all been super silly and all kind of 
gone over the top from one to the next to the right. They always kind of seem to outdo themselves. Right. But they've always had a plot. Okay. You know, that you could kind of get behind. You know? The last Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, The last one's nine. That's the most recent. Eight. Before nine. Okay. Before nine. Eight. You were like. The fate uh, of the Furious. Yeah. You were like, uh, okay. I think the last one I saw was the one that had The Rock. And then I didn't see the Hobson Shaw spinoff. Okay, so the Hops and Shops spinoff was the fucking, last one. The last one was ridiculous. It was re- like at one point in the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff, like the Rock is literally holding on to a car while holding on to a giant chain that's attached to a helicopter, and like, like what Captain America was yeah, doing with yeah, the Super Soldier. Like, yeah, serum. like <laughs> it, it was fucking insane. Okay, but even with that. Even with that, you were like, okay, I can kind of buy, like, there was a whole story that took place before you got to that crazy nonsense. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Bro. I did like how they did F8 and it was like fate. Bro. Fate of the Furious. I'm going to tell you right now. I love the wordplay. Check, check our, check our Facebook feed. Okay. Check our Facebook feed. Five minutes in, I'm like, wow, this is not really a good movie. So this is nine you're talking about. Yeah. Five minutes in, I'm like, already this doesn't make any kind of sense. Like, like it just, like, there's nothing. What, that, what, what, what was the plot, essentially? I don't know. I don't know. Because apparently the real plot happened way after i had stopped watching the movie i stopped watching the movie is this the one with john cena yes i stopped watching the movie 19 minutes and 49 seconds in i stopped watching the movie it is without a doubt without a doubt the worst fucking movie i have ever seen in my entire fucking life it, Did it make made more sense uh, or less uh, sense uh, than uh, green Knight? Uh, uh, 20 seconds 20 minutes into the movie literally less than 20 minutes into the movie i was like i cannot watch a single fucking minute more of this stupidness i'm gonna have to watch it to gauge if it made more sense or less sense than green Knight. Uh, that, was, that movie it, made no sense no i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now the green knight was a fucking masterpiece next next to this movie i mean the green eye wasn't a bad movie just Dude, didn't make I, any I, sense. it was it was without a doubt without a doubt the worst movie i have in my opinion every person that was involved in making that movie should retire from making movies even van diesel outside of the crew Because the crew can't help that. But the people that starred in that movie. You're going to retire them? Are you fucking kidding me? This movie made. Dude. Literally. 
Like at one point they were like, oh, we all have to meet up. And they just met up at the jungle. Like there was no explanation. <laughs> like they just all met up in a jungle. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like this doesn't even make sense. Like there's no, like it you, didn't You've never even... done that before? You never just met up in the jungle? Dude, it was, it, it is, it is the worst fucking movie I have ever. Not worst Fast and Furious, no, the worst movie. No, worst movie, period. I, period. I have ever, fu- this is worse than Cabin Boy. What okay. the fuck is Cabin exactly. Boy? Exactly. <laughs> this is worse than Cabin Boy. Okay. And I went to go see Cabin Boy in the theater in 91. All right. right? The plot of Fast and Furious 9 versus uh, Stepmother Porno Plot. Which one's better? Oh, step, Stepmother Porno Plot is way better. It's, what, it's more believable? Uh, way more believable. <laughs> way more believable that woman got her head stuck in a, a dryer. <laughs> Okay, then every time we talk movie. about porn, you bring up some sort of washing machine or dryer. What, what fucking dude? I'm not I'm not joking, bro. It was it was literally the worst movie I have ever fu- like. And I like I'm, I'm not going to lie, bro. I like the Fast and the Furious movies. But like this one, not uh, even like, the like, graphics or like, the visuals dude, or the it, it didn't make gonna it, keep you. None of it, none of it made sense. Like if you're 20 minutes into an action movie and they're getting the whole crew together and you still don't understand why they're getting the whole crew together. You know what I'm saying? And like, they're just meeting in the jungle. You know, and you're like, what the, f-? and he names his son, Brian. <laughs> but you don't know if that's actual, if, if that's his son. Or if that's actually why, why don't you know if that's the son, dude? I, I don't know because I stopped watching the movie. Like I had was, to. Like I, I was, just I had. It, it was so bad, bro. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's the thing? John Zena is. He's not the Rock. He's not the Rock. Okay. But I respect John Zena because he's figured out his niche. He did this movie, uh, Best Friends Wedding or something like that, that came out on Hulu like two or three months ago. Oh, no, no. Is, is, is that the one? Oh, well, two, three. I really liked him in the movie with, what's that female comedian name? That got the blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, uh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yeah. Right. Yo. Where she where she said where she said that in the fake love scenes his boner was actually penetrating her. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you you remember that scene where his boner was just sticking out and he had the towel over it? Yo, that was a really funny movie. Wasn't LeBron James in that movie? Yeah, he was. All right, look, we got to wrap things up. Speaking of action movies, why do we have to wrap things up? Because we're like over two hours at this point. Who gives a fuck? I'm having a good time. Are you having a good time? I'm having a good time. Let's just talk. Where are we at? 210. Let's just talk. So LeBron James was in that movie, right? We were talking about John Zena. Okay. Wait, I want to see now that 
The Rock has uh We're gonna go to two twenty five. Okay. Now that The Rock uh has started rapping, oh I wanna see John Cena and The Rock on the track together. Do you know do you know you wanna know some crazy shit about John Cena? What? So you know the Make a Wish Foundation? Yeah. So John Zena has Oh, he goes in the peacekeeper uniform, right? John Zena has actually made more make a wish dreams come true than anybody else. Yeah, I remember reading that. Like that guy, like I, like I have to tell you that like that organization, that is one of the organization that like clearly you love. Yeah. You know? And for that guy to be the guy that has been like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make more of these dreams come true than anybody else. And like has continued to do it throughout the entirety of his career is extremely special. And outside of The Rock, I don't think that... I don't think that there's anybody else who is as primed. Like, John Zena is fucking hilarious, bro. Like, I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. Dude, watch Cock Blockers. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Bro, he's in a movie called Cock Blockers that I swear to God, he makes the entire fucking movie. Like, he, his character alone... He is so fucking funny. He's awesome. I love John Zeno. I, I wish nothing but the best for that fucking guy. Um, they just wrapped up filming for the new Expendables movie. Yeah, saw that. And damn, it was something else too. Salone Salone yeah. said that uh, that's his last one. You know, I met uh, his daughter. Uh, last weekend did you really yeah she's Scarlet. so fucking hot yeah so she, hot she, she was super nice super sweet oh my god so uh when i was working for uh pinnacle flowers uh four years ago my boss who's my business mentor sends me a picture right and it's him and Sly in first class sitting together. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, shit. And he has, and my boss in his office, he has the Sly speech. It's not a, it's not how hard you get hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and he has, he has that, that like, famous. speech, like, mounted on the wall of his office. Right. Right? And I'm like, I, I so he sends me that picture, right? And I'm like, Dude, really? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, tell him you need to sign. You know, tell him you need to sign something. And he's like, uh, no. And I don't hear anything from him for like four hours. And then like five hours later, I get a picture of him and Sly hanging out at the hotel. Oh, shit. 
in Hollywood together. Bro, I would love to Bro. hang out with Sly. Oh my god, dude! As far as I'm concerned, in my generation, there are two really extremely successful guys that should have never been extremely successful. And one of them is Sylvester Stallone and the other one is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, why him? Uh, okay. Why both of them? Neither well, one neither well, one of them I mean, like, neither, mean, neither one of them neither one of them speaks English properly. Well, I mean like you mean uh like acting wise cuz like Schwarzenegger was already like Schwarzenegger. So, do you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger was actually a millionaire before he ever took on No, I did not. Okay. So, when Arnold Schwarzenegger came to this country, okay? And the late 60s early 70s okay he was already jacked and buff and had money and he started investing in real estate property in santa monica california so he's a smart guy he ain't no slouch arnold schwarzenegger is literally the american dream come true oh yeah like literally legitimately like a foreign born asset that came to this country and made the so in the early 90s okay when this is a true story in the early 90s when uh domain names were going up right like www.arnoldschwarzinger.com or whatever right he was so ahead of the curve he got all them shits 22 different variations of his name he had already bought by like 1994 like that's how ahead of the curve he was like he already had saw that coming and bought a whole bunch of iterations of his name the dude is a fucking business mogul like legitimately so you know the movie twins no okay so in the late to mid 90s arnold schwarzenegger did a movie with danny devito called twins okay it was arnold schwarzenegger going from like action box office hero okay to making a comedy okay think about that right like this guy has been making conan the barbarian Red Heat, Running Man, all these action movies, right? And he's created this action genre about himself, right? And then in 1989, he decides to make a comedy with Danny DeVito called Twins. The studio doesn't want to get behind it. Studio says, no, we're not going to. Schwarzenegger says, hey, I got something for you. Instead of giving me my royalty for being in this movie, right? Like what I would command 
for being in this movie. You're going to give me 10% of the box office gross of this movie. Him and Danny DeVito both end up taking less money to be in the movie. Okay. But they end up taking percentage points of the movie. In 1989, do you know how much money him and Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito made each from that movie? How much? $35 million a piece. At the time, that was unheard of. Unheard of. Schwarzenegger believed in himself so much and believed in the comedy so much that he could provide and that people would laugh at this guy that he said, hey, you don't have to pay me my regular fee. Why don't you just go ahead and give me 10% of this movie? Visionary shit. $35 $35 million, bro. $35 million he made in 1989. I'm not talking about $35 million today. <laughs> I'm talking about $35 million. 1989, bro. Well, I thought I was still connected to Bluetooth. You know what? I'm going to... I'm gonna take his call on air. Are you? Yeah. Who is it? Angel. Oh. I love Angel. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, you're. <laughs> You're, hey, you're on air, motherfucker. You're on the podcast. I don't give a fuck. Oh, you don't give a fuck? What? Wait, wait, wait you said what? Yeah, you, you don't the, give a fuck? You're on the podcast. Yo, uh, Welcome to Caller One. Wait, no. We have from, a... We have hold a, on, hold on, hold on. Welcome to From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. Caller One, why don't you, you tell us? Deliver a message right after the beat. No, isn't, isn't <laughs> it we, we got a caller on, on line one? From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. I'm on the way. Okay. Hey, Who was I'm, that? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, we're actually just finishing up. I'm going to play us out right now so you can. Uh... <laughs> Two, three, four, five. Five. Oh, yeah, I got <laughs> From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. What? Oh yeah. I'm I'm actually mad that you